0: Hello, you're listening to Living Alone Together, and I am your only host, Yen, as usual. So, happy mid-autumn festival. Um, For those of you living in Taiwan, I share the same pain as you. I'm going back to work on Wednesday, but I'll enjoy the rest of my weekend. So, um, I do want to share something very exciting with you guys, which is that our list of countries... uh, of, you know, from from where people are, are listening, um, has been growing. And recently, um, there's been sort of a surge of listeners from Sweden. So that's kind of interesting. Uh, it may be just a counting error, but in any case, um, welcome to, to my podcast. So if you're new, I'll remind you that this is just a public journal. I'm not going to discuss anything too deep. I'm not going to educate you want anything? I I I'm not gonna do a book review. I'm not gonna talk about politics. It's just I'm just gonna be me. All right. So so far we have uh, ranked number one is actually Sweden, followed by Taiwan, uh, U- United States, um, Germany, Vietnam, Spain, Singapore, Indonesia, Brazil, France, and and India. So that's kind of cool. I I'm not really expecting some sort of Um, surge in the number of listeners but I do like to see sort of uh, more countries added to the list that's that's very very nice so we're missing we've collected North America South America uh, Europe Asia we're just missing someone from Africa (laughs) that would be kind of cool so uh there are two distinct things I want to talk about today. But before that, again, I want to say I hope you've noticed I I I think my voice changed a little bit. I try I'm trying to speak a little bit calmer <laughs> and use a more soothing tone instead of sounding so excited and and um um intense all the time. Today I'll try to speak in this calm um, voice. <laughs> I hope it makes your listening experience more pleasant. Um, maybe it's p- it's because I've been using. I started using this this um, essential oils, and I really like lavender. So I got lavender essential oil. I didn't add any other essential oils. Although, although I'm interested in jasmine and other sort of maybe woody types but it's kind of expensive so I'll still experiment a little bit um, and do some more research in any case I I recommend it to to anyone who is experiencing I don't know who is a little bit stressed out uh, who needs some help falling asleep the lavender actually works pretty pretty well once I turn it on I I start feeling sleepy. So that's kind of nice. Um, okay, so back to business. <laughs> um, I I have two topics in mind today. The first one is um, something that's really, really helped me with my mental health uh, last week. Um, it's about dealing with too much information. I, I'm not talking about digital minimalism or um, something that's long term something that requires a lot of effort but it's, I think it's a really useful system for um, small things Okay, so I call it I don't have a name for it yet I'm going to come up with a name on the spot I guess I'll call it the, the um, three light bulbs uh, system, it's really it's really just that, just three light bulbs, and there are four levels of importance that I am designating anything. Okay, so the least important things um, I wouldn't give it any. I wouldn't give them any light bulb. So I'll just tune out, and I'll I'll just keep my mind completely dark and. Um, be completely unaware and then the second level is one light bulb, third level two light bulbs and the third level three light bulbs so I'll give an example of um, some some of the moments where I've been using this light bulb system and also I'll explain why I started this recently so the the uh, Okay, an example of a three light bulb moment is let's say you are driving and you sense that something dangerous is approaching or you're gonna fall into danger. Then you would need immediate and intense sort of yeah intense attention for whatever is going on in your in your surrounding. I would use three light bulbs for this kind of moment. Or another kind of three light bulb moment is, <laughs> I guess, when you have a crush and your crush sort of shows some signs that he or she likes you. That probably deserves a three light bulb moment. Sorry, a three light bulb, um, well, it's a three light bulb moment. Um, And, yeah, so that kind of thing, you can imagine. So something that really requires your immediate action, something that is intensely interesting, engaging, that's a three light bulb thing. Um, For a two light bulb moment, I would say maybe when you are writing your exam or an important test, Um, I wouldn't give this kind of moment three light bulbs because... um, it doesn't require, it doesn't have the urgency. It doesn't, it's not something that disturbs um, some sort of balance in your life. It's something that you plan to do. For example, writing an important test or taking a driver's license or something like that. Um, it's not something that's surprising. So, but yet, and yet it's still it's still important, and it requires a lot of attention, a lot of planning. I would, I would say, these are two light bulb moments. So, writing a test or explaining a personal, a, a big personal decision to a close friend, maybe that's a two light bulb moment. Um, finding a job, I would say, it's a two light bulb moment. Doing an interview, a two light bulb moment. Things like that. So things that are not surprising, not unplanned, and um, yet involves quite a lot of uncertainty and involves um, another person um, and you need to wait for their reaction. Um, And um, yeah, so that kind of moment, I would say it's a two light bulb moment. Um, Then there is a one light bulb moment. So I would say most of the time when you're at work, doing something quite familiar, um, or you're just talking on the phone with a friend about just casual things, I would say these are one light bulb moments. Now, um, the whole point of developing this um, system is really not about the one, two, or three light bulb moments. It's really about the last one, which is the uh, tuning out uh, moment. Um, that is the no light bulb moment. and, and the whole thing the, the whole light bulb idea popped out because because, well, I started the whole thing because I, I I feel overwhelmed all the time. I wouldn't say I am oversensitive. I'm not you know the the what is it called hypersensitive personality. It's not I don't I don't think I'm that. Often I'm quite numb, but they're just. It's just that every day I feel like in my subconscious or unconscious, a lot of things are going on, and s- such that such that many many things eventually do get brought up to my consciousness, and I just feel overwhelmed. I feel like every single day my mind is doing a lot of calculations um, on things that don't typically. Uh, get calculated by other people i think so for example i i i keep a close eye on most of my co-workers i i sort of have a personality profile for all of them and that's totally unnecessary but i didn't do it consciously that's the point it just happens that you know Every time I interact with a coworker, the, uh, more data get registered automatically without me, without my doing any job, anything about it. It's just somehow, it just gets registered in my mind, and it's just taking a lot of space, and and um, I just cannot label them as a coworker, such that I could just not. Uh, give any attention to things not related to work about them (laughs) if that sentence makes sense I I think it does Um, in other words um, it's very difficult for me to sort of tune out I just tend to notice every little thing about every single person when it's when most of the time that is not necessary and I think that is taking up too much mental space and I, I couldn't help it I couldn't I couldn't um, unwind, um, and um, an example of this is, you know, for example, during meetings, um, my boss could say something really stupid, not related to me to the meeting, and then I I would not just analyze that sentence. I would um, sort of relate whatever he or she said. Um, I would relate that particular line to all of the things they've said and to all of the things they've done and try to uh, complete uh, the pic- my picture of, of my boss. And I think that's not necessary. I think, I think in, in my work environment, I should just focus on dealing with my boss on a sort of case-by-case spaces i don't need a personality profile for my boss although sometimes it's useful i think most of the time it's just taking up too much energy too much mental space and it's just a waste of time to be more specific for example during during a meeting recently uh, my boss wanted everyone to um, write down their personal goal and, and Then they gave an example. They say, uh, so-and-so, maybe your personal goal could be to lose some weight. And it's completely insensitive, of course, but no one said anything. And usually in the past, I would be the one maybe to reflect on that. Or I would, maybe not during the meeting, but I would definitely gossip or talk about that um, with other co-workers. And... um, And that is the kind of thing that would get registered, Um, and then I would keep, you know, I would remember this event for a long time. For example, now I'm I'm reciting the event, Um, but I would I would keep this event on my mind for a long time, and I would sort of add it to the list of things um, my boss has said, and then I would complete make a better picture of this person and that's completely useless. At least so far, it's been completely useless. And and it's been very painful because um, there are just so many things that, so many stupid things that people say on a daily basis. Um, and, um, and then you just, there's no, like your brain just never stops. Uh, it never stops thinking. It never stops analyzing. It never stops collecting information. Um, and, What's worse is that when you actually do the analysis, it, of, it often turns out that you realize how, let's say, um, imperfect everyone is. And you start to doubt sort of the, uh, the values of the person. And when, when you go into values, um, it could become an ethical stance that you have to make you know so it's not just that you are registering data that you are thinking about a person that you don't even want to think about it's that every time you think about that person you 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 go deeper because you've gathered so much data that you could um, come up with some quite reasonable hypothesis on the person's value system and when it goes into when it comes to value systems um it becomes a test on your personal values and you become very judgmental of yourself and the other person so in the insensitive comment case for example i you know, typically in the past, what I would do is I would start thinking, um, how, like, why is it insensitive to say that? Um, and is it okay to uh, tell someone that they're overweight or underweight? Um, and then, you know, it could go on and on if I have the time. And so I just, it just gets overwhelming. So that's why I came up with this light bulb system so the point is not exactly the one or two or three light bulb moments it's really about um i hope uh, being able to control what you take in and what you tune out um so the most important part of the system is the no light bulb moments it's um deciding that i'm no longer going to comment on uh in these moments i'm no longer going to think or analyze or do anything about this for example a great um a a really um important example of this mode of the no light bulb moment is useless meetings i'm gonna just ching out from these meetings from now on i'm not gonna i'm not going to analyze how How bad the meeting is, how useless this meeting is. I'm not going to really contribute to this meeting because it's bad to start with. So, all the inputs I have are not going to be meaningful. So, why not just make something up that's completely not related to your true beliefs and just, you know, just give an answer for the sake of giving an answer, right? That's what I mean by tuning out. That's what I mean by. Um, the no light bulb moment and I, I I drew up this system based on our cell phones so <laughs> we do have the low battery mode on our cell phone I think that's sort of a great a good analogy uh, by no light bulb moments I mean exactly to be in low battery mode and it means to save your energy for a potential one light bulb, two light bulb moment, right? Or three light bulbs. So so that's a new system I've, I've devised. And I hope, and so far it's been helping me a lot. I think whenever I start to get triggered or confused or sad, or I sense that I'm going down a thinking spiral, then I would draw up this system and tell myself, hold on, you should just tune out. This is not this is not important. It doesn't deserve that much attention from you. And in fact, by tuning out, you're probably gaining more time for the more important things. And I think basically it's about being more selective with how to how to think, what to think about. Um and it's still I'm just getting started, so it's still not completely in place yet, but for some of the moments, I've already categorized them into the tune out moment. So <laughs> um, from now on, whenever I re-encounter these moments, I'm just going to tune out and stop stop thinking that much, stop thinking at all, really, um, and to operate in this low battery mode. So it's been quite nice because um, it's, it's been kind of nice because it really accentuates the importance of the three light bulb moments. And it really makes... Um, it really gives me a lot of space, right? Um, so I think sometimes people complain... I mean, I'm one of them. Sometimes people complain about doing too much housework. I think, in part, housework helps us with uh, recharging, with... Um, with thinking and with um yeah it gives us some zone out time which is not thinking actually i mean the opposite of thinking fine (laughs) so housework is is a time where we stop thinking and we just do routine tasks and we don't we don't go through what happened in the day we basically just focus on getting things done at the moment so it's kind of the benefit i think it's one of the benefits of doing housework um it rejuvenates our mind i don't know maybe so yeah so that's that's my new system uh the three light bulb system i hope you can try it out i hope i think it's actually pretty pretty neat because um once you start making a list if you actually write it down you say and you decide that you know this is the kind of thing that only deserves one light bulb this is the kind of thing that deserves two light bulbs or should deserve two light bulbs then once you make that list and you stick to your list i think you can save you can actually save a lot of time and a lot of energy and you could become, you will be less upset over things that don't even deserve your attention. I think that's the, that's the essence of this system. It's to focus on what really deserves your attention instead of things that you know are going to just upset you and make you feel useless in the end. Why not just be useless in the beginning, right? <laughs> so yeah. So that's I think pretty ingenious. <laughs> um that's one topic which is done. I'm gonna take a sip of uh water. Hmm. Alright. Another thing I want to talk about today is completely it's kind of not it's completely unrelated to what I've been talking about, although you could try to connect them uh, in a very interesting way. I I want to talk about the essence of love. Now, I know what you're thinking. You're thinking, wait, it's been 20 minutes, and now you want to talk about the essence of love in the rest of the uh, half of an hour or something? That's not possible. I'm going to ching out. Bye-bye. Now, <laughs> please, calm yourself down. Um, <laughs> um, I want to talk about the essence of love in a... I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna share my personal experience, or I'm not gonna. I'm not not gonna do a a meta analysis of um what's going on with love. I'm not even gonna do any definition. I just want to talk about um the the nature of feeling connected to another person, and that is what I mean by love. So I think it's because recently I've been reading. Sally Rooney's new novel, *Beautiful World*, where are you? Uh, to be honest, I hated her new first novel, uh, *Conversations with Friends*. In her conversation with friends, and it's been really, really slow and painful to read for me. Um, I feel like she included a lot of tedious details of everyday life, and and she makes it look as if these things are important. She makes she writes. No, she includes a lot of, um, I guess, slow motion actions in her, in the novel. For example, she would say something like, this person picked up the phone. And I, I don't know, you know, honestly, I mean, this is a part of, this is probably a part of every novel, but she just includes so much of this that it, you start to wonder what's the point of this Um, and uh, moreover i if i remember correctly conversation with friends is about i guess undergrad students who have a lot of time and a lot of um, leisure Which is time. (laughs) But in any case, I remember just one part from the novel, which is that some person was asking his dad for more money or something like that. and, And then so that he could party a little bit more. Anyway, I remember it's about young people who are pretty much pretty privileged and... Studied at the uh, an an elite college, I believe it's University of Dublin or some place in Ireland, and um, it's just a bunch of young people whining about love and friendship. Well, no, sorry, not whining, but discussing all these things. So, so first time, first time I read her book, it was not a pleasant experience, and yet I think she. Because she's talented, it, I finished the novel and I wanted to know what happened. So I think I might go back to that novel someday. And then I read the, um, the second one, which is the popular one, The uh, Normal People. That one is more interesting because I think there are only two characters, main characters. And it re- it's really about their connection with each other and, and um, their thoughts on each other. And um, Beautiful World, Where Are You? The th- the third novel feels a little bit more like the second novel where it's just mostly, there are just two girls, um, Eileen and Alice, exchanging letters. And then in between these letters, you've got uh, the third person um, um, detailing the events that's happened. And then, so it's like one chapter where Eileen writes to Alice. The second chapter... Uh, is a description of the new events with with Eileen, and then third chapter Eileen, uh, sorry Alice writes to Eileen, blah blah blah, and so so um so there's something there's something interesting about this format, which is the le- the letter part, and and the the letter part shows how how the person is thinking, and then in between the letters, the description parts really gives us another perspective, and I think I think she's really the, uh, Sally Rooney is really talented in um, in emphasizing the importance of conversations like she's, she's making conversations a central part of every action so instead of so even within the descriptive parts which is not the letter part the descriptive parts there are a lot of You know, text message exchanges and sort of internal consciousness um, going on. So it's not too much of an uh, the author talking. It's really just capturing what the other, like uh, one of the girls, um, is thinking about. And 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 I think that really is a good glimpse of the essence of love or the essence of feeling connected to another person and that's really what I mean by love for now Um, I I think I personally feel that as well I feel that I can really say that I love this person in a really general sense but I can really say that I love this person when when we've had very good conversations (laughs) and I think that's the essence of at least to me of love and Maybe it's for discussion. I don't know. Um, and by conversation, I don't, I don't even mean philosophical discussions or political exchanges. I'm just talking about um, back and forth, back and forth between two people. And I think it really, it's really rare that you can find someone who um, can go back and forth with you on anything. Often. If you listen closely to your telephone, to your to your calls, um, if you if you really think about what's been going on um, in these conversations, you may realize that at least at least for me, I've realized that for like in most of the conversations, there's no conversation, there's no exchange. Um, for example. Um, obviously, when you're dealing with your coworkers or you're dealing with work, when you're writing an email, um, there isn't going to be a pushing forward of things. Um, or rather there isn't going to be a pushing forward of ideas it's really a pushing forward of actions and I don't think these are exactly conversations for example you may ask a question, you can request a date, you can make an appointment the person says yes or no and if no, let's do this date and then so on and so forth and so that kind of exchange is not is not is um, sh- an attempt to understand what is really going on whereas if it's a conversation with your lover let's say and you're exchanging dates um you're not just you're not just telling the other person what time is available um often you bring other background information and and you're not doing so because you just cannot help yourself i think you're doing so because you want them to know more about your life and that is what I call a conversation. So even even though both of these include, you know, oh do you have time this time, do you have time this date? Can we go there? Can we do that? In 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 a work situation, uh things are kept uh very, very clean most of the time. And you try not to give out too much information that's in and things that are not related to precisely what you want to do with each other. But with with I guess your lover or your friend, um, a conversation ensues precisely because at least one party tries to um, say a little bit more. Um, that sounds a little bit purposeless, but really is it's just inviting. Your curiosity, and I think that invitation is that attempt to get closer, uh, will um, uh, will produce opportunities for for more conversations, and and that really is what I mean by by love. I think um, so. I think a good test for whether or not you love someone. Is to see what do you want them to know? Like what do you typically share with them? And I'm not just talking about sharing. I'm talking also about uh, what do you try to um, get from them? What do you try to ask? What do you try to um, you know if if you ever if you if you are curious about the other person? If you ask them more, and I think that exchange that curiosity and that invitation, all of these are um, um, a conversation opener and in turn that leads to the feeling of being loved and of loving the other person that's my that's my theory and I think going back to Sally Rooney, I think that is a little bit I think that's also the essence of her novels um, sometimes it feels a little bit tedious to read because, um, precisely because um, all of her characters are, in one way or another, very loving, and it feels like there isn't that much of a plot, or it feels like um, uh, there's nothing special about these characters. They're not exactly likable. Um, sometimes they are quite boring but but she has a way to to um really capture the moments of invitation of um expressing something that seems unimportant to everyone else on earth but that precisely captures the desire to capture the other person's attention which is the beginning of of feeling, of of loving, I think. So I don't know. I don't know if this theory works. Um, I'm yet to really, um, you know, come up with a counterexample or something like that. But it's not the point. The point is, at least that's my new meter, right? That's my new way of examining examining my relationship with another person and how much I love the other person. Um, And so alternatively, I think, a way to evaluate if love has faded is to see if, um, to see if you are still interested in, in knowing more. I'm not talking about sharing, because it's just it's a it's a quite a lazy thing. I think sharing is a lazy thing, particularly with our current um, our cell phones. Um, it's just so. It's just so cheap to share. So I think sharing is not the point. The point is what do you like are you moving the conversation forward? Are you trying to um trying to engage in a two way conversation or are you just throwing things to the other person and just um being um just expressing your ego and stuff like that, right? And I think if you're merely sharing a picture and you're merely inviting comments, that's not yet love. And um, if you only do that, it's never going to be interesting. It's never going to turn into a some sort of new uh, mutual knowledge between the two of you. Uh, whereas if you um, ask questions, that's the simplest way. But if you remember some facts about anything the person shared and then you bring it up next time and you don't necessarily turn it into a question but you maybe you know turn it into an action or some sort of invitation then that really is the beginning of a good conversation between the two of you and I think that is really the starting point of of love I think at least that's my definition so so yeah sharing is cheap but asking and um, seeming curious—that's that takes a lot of effort. That's my opinion. So yeah, I think that's a new discovery I've had. Um, and maybe it's from reading the novel. Who knows? But really, um, I've had—I've not felt that loved <laughs> in a long time. I've—I've I've not had a really I, I haven't had a really good conversation in, in in a long time. I think with the people I'm familiar. Uh, with with the people I'm familiar with, I don't know, (laughs) with a lot of people I've known in my life uh, for a long time, um, we end up not doing what I've been mentioning. We end up just reporting some of the routine questions, some of the, and there's no exchange, there's no invitation, there's no interest there's no curiosity and it's not even sad it's just very um it's just stably bland (laughs) so stably bland um is probably worse than being sad because being sad means you care about this thing but stably bland just means yeah we 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 know we have to maintain this kind of superficial relationship for whatever reason But we all know, we both know that we're not that interested in knowing more about each other. Hence, we keep this, we don't level up our conversation anymore. Um, We just keep it not dying. (laughs) But it's not, I think eventually this kind of relationship or conversation is going to die out by itself, um, by nature. And you cannot help that unless you really try to listen so in another way of saying this, and another, another way of putting this is that I think the essence of love is um listening and asking questions um, and often, I feel like people get frustrated with each other because no one's really listening. people are just um. I, I guess in a way trying to brainwash or convince the other person without really knowing what um the other person is trying to say and they just throw out information here and there and then it's just like a firework of of words in the air and it never becomes um something useful. It's not it's just it looks pretty but it's not it's just very Um, Ephemeral Is that the word? Yeah Um, It's just It's just very short It's just very um, Temporary And it doesn't become something that's long-lasting And the relationship And yet And yet because fireworks are um, Are pretty People keep doing it But it's not It's not long-lasting So it's not sustainable um, what am I talking about? Yes, fireworks so <laughs> sorry, I cut off a, a previous segment because I thought I used the wrong word um, ephemeral but it's actually the right word so in any case So yeah so I think I think meaningful relationships are they consist of they consist of conversations and they by conversations I, by conversation, I don't mean intense discussions on, on on anything. I'm just talking about I'm just talking about um, a really uh, thoughtful back and forth exchange, and so so then this relates to another question, which is, do I believe in um, soulmates or do I believe in uh, predestined lovers or something like that? I, I think the answer is. Well, it's a typical answer, which is yes and no. I think um, it's yes in the sense that um, there are there are people with whom you can you have more interest in bonding over with, and that interest there are some natural elements to it. I think, but mostly no because. Um, It really depends on your efforts. I think to a certain extent, you could try really hard to... You could always come up with a good conversation with someone if you try really hard, if you really listen. And it feels like there is someone with whom we just naturally bond with much better. Only because uh, we are we are in the same environment we do the same things we have the same jobs or something like that and so there's like better there are better starting points for both of us but but i think most of the time these starting points are not being properly utilized in the conversation and people end up like the essence of most of the quote unquote conversations um are just energy releasing uh, people are just trying to to um to share without really um taking in what other people are sharing without really listening and so i would say no they aren't mostly it's no they aren't um god-given soulmates <laughs> um i think uh, most of the time it really depends on our effort to to listen and to um, gouge the soul, the spirit of the other person, and once it's a, it's a, it's a, um, it's a cycle, right? Once you um, stop listening, um, people start feeling. Alienated from you, they start feeling that uh, whatever they say, it never gets recorded in your system. And um, on the other hand, um, there you know there may be people with whom you have absolutely no real commonality with. But by by listening to each other, you get more and more information. So maybe there's like a stage. The first stage is where. It feels like you guys have no connection whatsoever. But with your talent, with your interest in getting to know the person, you do put in a lot of effort to um, to to their ideas and to, to knowing their ideas and to absorb that into new materials. And you may actually try new things because you've known this You. You, you got to know this person um, and then you develop common things and then that's I think a very very nice process um, and that is where where and how love begins I believe so so how does this relate to the light bulb moments <laughs> I think um, I think a an example of a three light bulb moment is um, um devising this kind of conversation is really listening intensely and trying to trying to go back to um the origin of of the two of you. By that I mean trying to um be very very um interested every single moment that requires a lot of effort that requires high power that requires a lot of energy and that is what i call a three light bulb moment and and so and so i think falling in love is the is not the precise um, expression it really is falling in into words (laughs) i think really the essence of love is that back and forth which requires both people so you cannot just fall into 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 love you have to do something to make the ball come back to you right in in a conversation that's that's an example of a three light bulb moment and i'm and that works not just I'm just I'm not just talking about falling in love kind of love. I'm talking about maybe your daily connection with with your friend, something like that, right? So with anyone, that I think conversation is the essence of any human relationship. Wow, that's a huge statement. I can't believe I'm saying that in front of millions of listeners. <laughs> what am I talking about? Anyway, yeah, so that's um these are the two theories I've been developing uh, in uh, well last week. The three light bulb system and the essence of love is conversation theory. Um, I don't know how these I, I mean, I don't know how these will help you guys, but at least they've given me a lot of comfort and I've really tried to to listen a little bit more because I used to be I'm still, I think, most of the time a just-share-everything kind of person and just, like, forward, 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 and never really thought about how the other person received the information. So I think that's a good change. And I think I could I could do better. But, yeah, I think that's a good start. And in order for the three light bulb moments to... Work, you really need to save your energy, you really need to tune out when necessary, you really need to turn off. All of the light bulbs for some of the moments, one of them being used during useless meetings. Stop analyzing what other people are saying. It doesn't matter. You should. I think it's better to reserve that energy for someone you want to love, and you um, could then analyze their words instead of, you know, going over your colleagues' um interests and personalities. Right. So so it's really about. I think this well-being thing is really about directing your energy to the right places and that really is the that's the summary of what I'm talking about today Um, I hope I hope I don't I'm not preaching too much I'm not trying to I'm just okay fine I'm just sharing (laughs) I'm just trying to start a conversation um, on this thing so yeah um, if you would like to share with me or have a con- conversation with me about your personal system, um, you know about how you cope with the overload of information and how you di- redirect your energy. Uh, feel free to write to uh living alone together at tuTA dot That's that's the email for this podcast, and I hope to get more to get listeners from, from different parts of the world. If not, uh, please, um, I don't know, share it with your friends. To You know, please share, share it with your friends and maybe um, write me an email or um, just keep listening. Thank you so much for downloading my podcast and I will see you soon. Thank you. Bye-bye.